0: a reading from the book of Jeremiah. Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture, says the Lord. Therefore, thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who shepherd my people, it is you who have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them so I will attend to you for your evil doings said the Lord (laughs) then I myself will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the land where I have driven them and I will bring them back to to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply I will raise up shepherds over them who will shepherd them And they shall not fear any longer, or be dismayed, nor shall any be missing, says the Lord. The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will raise up for David a righteous branch, and he shall reign as king, and deal wisely, and shall execute justice and righteousness in the land and in his day judah will be saved and israel will live in safety and this is the name by which he will be called the lord is our righteousness the word of the lord Thank you. Thank you, God. the holy gospel of our lord jesus christ according to the
1: Glory
0: to you, Lord Christ. When they came to the place that is called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing. And the people stood by watching. But the reader to him, saying, He saved others, let him save himself if he is the Messiah, the Chosen One. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There also was an inscription above him. This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save us and yourself. But the other rebuked him saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justice, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. The Gospel of our Lord. Lord
2: From Gail's lively rendition of the book of... Jeremiah, I I just have to comment on that because it's an important piece of what we're talking about today from the vantage point of the gospel and the scene of Jesus' crucifixion in the gospel of Luke, and that is that um, from ancient times, and this is as Jewish uh, as it comes, any society or its leaders who allow the manipulation of political power to enrich the wealthy or the powerful, at the expense of the poor and the weak, stand under the indictment of this cross. So just let that kind of sink in. Uh, and, and same with the, the Benedictus, that Dale that up in uh, Canticle 16, psalm, Zechariah, very familiar, Uh, sounds almost like the song of Mary, which sounds very much like the song of Elizabeth, remember the cousins, in the Gospel of Luke. And uh, what I like about the character of Zechariah in the story in Luke's Gospel is that um, he is struck deaf and mute. for the entire pregnancy of his son who ends up named John. Does anybody remember why he struck death? And, well, he's already dead because he's not listening. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Different crime But he is struck mute. Does anybody remember why? I, I didn't think so. Zechariah is struck mute by the angel Gabriel because he argues with him. But then he gets his voice back when uh, nine months later the baby's born, they go to the temple for the dedication where the baby will be named. Zechariah has one idea, remember this is a guy that doesn't listen, he's rendered himself deaf to the And Elizabeth, his wife, finally gets his attention and says, the baby's name is John, the stupid, by translation. Uh, and so when they get to the tape, uh, the temple, he, he inst- inscribed on a brick that probably ends up out on the sidewalk um, his name is john and then he gets his voice back and he can speak and the first thing coming out of his mouth is canticle 16 song of zechariah where he declares the wonder glory of god this god who will overturn uh, all the norms of the culture you know the rich get richer and the poor get poorer all of that's going to be uh, switched around so. According to the oracle of Zechariah, so hold all that as background to the gospel reading. So here we go, Gospel of Luke 23rd chapter. So here's here's the scene. Um, Jesus has been tried and convicted by Imperial Rome as an insurrectionist. Today we would call him a terrorist. He was considered an enemy of the state, and Rome declared that he was also an enemy of the people. And there are a couple of other guys. In fact, historically, there are probably hundreds of people now out uh, outside the city of Jerusalem who have been uh, whipped, tortured, beaten to within an inch of their life, stripped naked, humiliated in public, Uh, to be hanged uh, on a cross, uh, to be shamed even more, and to die the most slow, painful, horrific death that you can possibly imagine, where they asphyxiate hanging in the position that they've been placed on those crosses. Uh, It was all very deliberate uh, at the hands of the imperial Rome, and it it purposed purpose. Was to inflict maximum shame and horror, not just on those crucified, but on the general public in and around the city of Jerusalem, and any Jewish person who would defy the Imperial Rome. And so there they are, he's with these other
1: guys who have also been, I mean, the, the story doesn't tell us what their offense is, but they are considered.
2: Political criminals, insurrectionists, terrorists by Imperial Rome. And, and here's the interesting thing about the scene. They're dying this slow, painful, horrific death, and they're chatting. Anybody need to pick up on that? I mean, they're having a chat. And anyone uh, who asks the question, did this happen? Once again, we talked about this a hundred times before, we'll do it again, we're asking the wrong question. Because these stories, Luke separated hundred years from the time of Jesus, this is not history, people. This is theology. This is the community of Luke trying to sort out where God is in all this mess. so they're having chat. I was put in mind that I just finished the book, by a, a fabulous author named Kelly Harms. She's written a couple of other things. This one uh, I got from Mineral County Library. It's called The Overdue Life of Amy Piler. And it's this wonderful story about a single mom whose uh, lawyer husband uh, has bailed on her. Just no explanation, no nothing. He leaves for three years, disappears. And she left uh, in a small town in Pennsylvania to raise these two kids that they have. And so she gets a job as a librarian and begins to employ her creative juices to, uh, to do that job. And uh, the husband decides to come back from wherever he disappeared. And if you can imagine, she's not particularly happy about it. Uh, but both her kids and her good friends encourage her take advantage of this situation, let this schlock husband or former husband of yours get to know the kids again. You take advantage. Go somewhere. Uh, Have a mom's day out. And so she ends up going to New York City for a librarians conference where she ends up spending the entire summer in New York City where she went to college. And, And she has two best friends in the whole world. One named Lena, back in Pennsylvania, who is an ex-nun, and her other friend, Talia, who is a fashion magazine editor in New York City, who has left town for some kind of uh, photo shoot in um, Florida, Miami, Florida. And so the, the, the main character, Amy Byler is her name, Her friends are encouraging her, her kids are encouraging her, go date, date people, mom. If you've ever, if you remember the dating scene. So anyway, so she's on a date with some good-looking guy who has the whitest teeth on the planet. And, uh, And he's bragging about, you know, all the things that he does as he travels around the world. And so she excuses herself
0: from the table where they're having dinner, and she goes into the bathroom, and she starts texting her two friends,
2: Lena and Talia. Here it is. Uh, Anyways, Amy says, it was pretty hypnotizing to keep looking at his teeth. I think that's why I ordered that second martini. (laughs)
1: Lena,
2: the ex-nun. Talia, she got the second martini. Talia, Stop shouting, Lena. Only the voice of God gets to use all caps. Lena. <laughs> Talia, she got the second routine. Talia. I know, right? And caps. <laughs> Amy Byler, did you get laid? <laughs> Amy. I did not, but it was hard to resist him. Lena, <laughs> the ex-mone. She's doing it wrong. She's trying to resist him. Talia, the fashionista. I know, believe me, I know. Amy. He looked gorgeous, and the restaurant was amazing, and he was kind of fascinating in his own right, with his stories about traveling all over the world, giving out IMF loans, but... Ah! Lena. Yes? Amy. Deep down, he was a tool. Do we still say tool? <laughs> Talia, the of We do, in the privacy of text conversations with other people our age. Lena. I never said tool. Amy, that's because you never dated a tool. You were married to
1: God.
2: <laughs> Lena, the ex-nun, there were days when God felt like a tool. <laughs> Talia, wow, you'll have to let us know how many other nuns you meet in hell. Nina. <laughs> oh, like you won't get there before me. Tell you, I'm in hell now. <laughs> hell is summer in Florida. Oh. <laughs>
1: wow.
2: If you want a late summer read, this is the thing, the <laughs> overdue life of Amy Ryan. It's quite fun. Anyway, I couldn't help it. I, you know, I'm I'm looking at this gospel passage. Jesus is having a chat with these other you know, convicted criminals. They're hanging on the cross, for God's sake, they're asphyxiating. What is it? Well, there's a message in the scene, and there's a message in this passage.
1: In fact, there's a couple. One, Jesus first words out of his mouth, as he's hanging, he says,
2: Father, forgive them. And please note that Jesus doesn't. He asks God. Pretty slick strategy, if you ask me. And uh, a couple weeks ago, I got an article from our auto insurance company entitled, Why Forgiveness is Good for You.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this up. You can see the article after have service. It's like it's
2: more. Why forgiveness is important? and to those who forgive. Strategies for forgiveness. It's like, you, a church company, you've got to be kidding me. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and then, at the end of this scene, and, the, and the, the other guys that have been condemned, they're arguing amongst themselves. Well, <laughs> oh, you know, we could save so. Well, no, we can't. Blah, blah. And Jesus says one of the most profound things to be found in the entire Gospel of Luke. In fact, it pretty much sums up the entire Gospel when he says, Today, you will be with me in paradise. Now, you think he's talking about heaven, don't you? He's not. Does anybody know where the ancient word for paradise comes from? My lovely, talented, intelligent wife knows
1: Mm-hmm. It's a walled garden. Yeah,
2: it's a walled in ancient times, and in the in the ancient Near East, and in the Middle East, it was a walled garden. With a lot of virgins. With a lot of virgins?
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bill,
2: Bill's looking a little skeptical there. in in this particular scene when Jesus says today you will be with me in paradise the way the the Greek is parsed, now what he's talking about uh, is a garden that isn't walled unlike you would find among the wealthy in the ancient Near East or in the Middle East it is a community garden and when he says, today you will, guess who he's talking to? Anybody want to take a wild stab at that? Now, he's having a conversation with the one criminal. But who's he really talking to? Yes, all of us. Yeah, all of us. Um, the, the way that reading parses is Brian point to himself, which you and I know is always kind of a stretch, but we're going to go with it anyway. Um, it's, it's the Greek version it's Betty's all y'all and so in effect what Jesus says hanging from the cross asphyxiating is all y'all will be, will be joined together by the grace of God in a garden that is not walled and open to everyone everyone this is profound Folks. and so you, you've got the kind of the latent threat of Jeremiah. You know those who um, take advantage of wealth to build their wealth and their power on the backs of those who have been disempowered. Those who are poor stand under the in the ancient indictment of the prophetic words um, and we now get a glimpse into what life could really look like in the face of death. That all will be welcomed into an open community garden. I came across this little story. A rabbi gathered together his students and asked them, how do we know the exact moment when night ends and day begins? One student pipes up, it's when, standing some way away, you can tell a sheep from a dog. (laughs) The rabbi was not content with that answer. (laughs) Another student pipes up, no, no, it's when, standing some way away, you can tell an olive tree from a fig tree. (laughs) Uh, Ah, says the rabbi, that's not a good definition either. Well, then the students ask, what's the right answer? The Rabbi says, when a stranger approaches and we think he is our brother, that is the moment of night ends and ends. Take it easy,